Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 212. Tonight, we interview Dystopica, get to know the band and their musical influences. How they came together, we talk about their current and upcoming music, and listen to two tracks that are currently available on all major streaming platforms. Enjoy the show. Here comes Matt. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Hey, Matt. Hey, hey. How's it going? Hey, Matt. We have we have Becky, and we've got Quinn, and Rob, and Eric with us this evening. Cool. From the Dystopica band. Hi. I don't see Quinn in my gallery view. I see Eric, Robert, and Rebecca. Yeah, Quinn is uh, with me. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Oh, (laughs) that's probably why. All right. Hi, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. So thanks so much for joining us. This is great. I've been wanting to uh, get on an actual call. This is the first time that we've actually talked. It's uh, We've communicated in email and messaging a few times, but I haven't had a chance to talk to any of you yet. So thank you so much. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Glad to be a part yeah, of it. Thank you for having us. Well, that's a treat. Cool. Yeah. Let's do kind of a quick formal introduction. Becky, would you like to introduce the band and, and yourself? Um, well, you can't see anyone, but um, I'm <laughs> Becky Bordeaux, the singer. Um, Quinn, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Quinn Brown, bass player. Um, how about everyone um, introduces themselves? Okay. So, I'll just call it, uh, <laughs> so we got, you got <laughs> Go Quinn on bass. And uh, Rob, tell us about yourself a little bit. All right. So, um, so I'm Rob Muller. I'm the guitar player, currently the lead guitarist. And... Uh, and so uh, Becky approached me uh, at uh, Western Connecticut State University, where we're both students. Um, I'm actually going there right now. This is actually my fourth college degree. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so, so I'm going there because I'm transferring from, different, uh, from a different subject. So originally I was a Spanish teacher. I am now studying to be a music teacher. So nice. right now I'm, middle, I'm actually uh, currently student teaching in Bridgeport. Connecticut. And, um, and so, uh, basically, uh, I noticed that, um, uh, she, she, we noticed that the two of us were, were metalheads and she noticed that I was a guitar player and offered, uh, to have me play for this, for this, uh, project. And I said, sure. And that's pretty much the rest is history, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my, that's my role in Dystopica in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, very cool. Thank you. I'm going to kind of like to, kind of make the circle here so come back to quinn because i'd like to hear about yourself quinn yeah so uh me and becky we played in a cover band and we were both in high school at the time and uh that kind of ended when we graduated high school and then we recently reconnected and um she she approached me to play bass so I was sure yeah okay right on. Cool. and we have <laughs> eric on drums yeah uh my name's eric bender um i play the drums uh i actually met becky through uh a mutual connection um i was in a band for a little bit with a couple buddies from college and one of them does like recording and producing um 
So he actually reached out to me and said, Hey, there's this really talented girl that I'm uh, working with right now. And she needs a drummer. Uh, would you be interested in playing some metal drums? And of course I said, absolutely. So uh, it's just been rolling ever since. And it's great to be back in the music scene. Nice. nice. And and Becky, last but not least. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I've always um, wanted to, um, well, I've always been, I've been doing music for a while. Like Quinn said, we were in a cover band together and um, you know, I always like had my own ideas for songs and stuff. And it wasn't until 2019 i decided to uh create this band dystopica and um yeah we released our first single though almost a year later but yeah very happy so it, cool you had about a year well yeah i mean we weren't really uh doing much with it then i had to organize everything but yeah what was it like is it when you first came together and how about the like the first rehearsal or how did you get to the point of the first rehearsal and working up your music and getting to the point where you just start? Did you start just jamming together a little bit or how did it work? Uh, well, it started with me and Quinn. Like he was the first person I reached out to. And then um, I reached out to someone else uh, for guitar. But and then I reached out to Eric. But then later I reached out to Rob. And does everybody write or do you have... Is someone in the band like the the main writer or lyricist? And right like now, that? it's just me. Right now, um, I write the music and the lyrics. Oh, okay, so you're doing the all the composing, and then you're sharing that out with the other band members, and you guys are working up the parts and then yeah. coming together. Yep, yeah. and I do a. I, I was to say usually I do I do a little bit of editing here and there too, because um, some of the stuff. Um, so uh, as a guitar player, some of the stuff comes to me. And uh, I make it so that it's uh, it's a play because a lot of it comes in, in like sheet music form. So uh, when it comes to me, I make it so that it's playable on guitar, basically. So I I kind of rearrange it so that it's guitar, you know. Okay, that and makes then, sense. And then when I have, and then whenever there's a solo, of course, that's up to me. So. <laughs> so you're actually doing some trans transcribing to begin with, sharing out sheet music, and then working up parts off of sheet music, which is like for heavy metal. I don't think I've talk to any heavy metal people that <laughs> read sheet music before. So. <laughs> no discrimination. I think it's outstanding. Funny because uh, the, uh, what happens is, and this is in, in the previous bands I've been, uh, that I've been in actually prior to this, we did everything with, a lot of it was with guitar pro or tab. Okay. And so, okay. so essentially what, when it comes to me, it comes to me so that it, it's like, um, cause the, the thing that happens in, she writes in muse score. So in MuseScore, everything that the way that it translates guitar to tab automatically is it translates it so everything is like an open position. So basically it does frets 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, and then next string 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, next string, and so on until you get to the top string where it just goes all the way up. And so hmm. in Guitar Pro, what I end up doing is I go back and then I change the positions so that it's so that it's easier so that it's easier to play on the instrument and so that the and so that the sounds are a little bit more uh, like what a guitar like a what a guitar player would play, you know. Right, right. I really like MuseScore. I use it as well. Yeah, I like it. Um, <laughs> program it can't be free. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. I so I got a question. Guitar Pro a little bit, but just the um, just the free version of it, just to check it out. It's a great program. So are, yeah, I haven't used it, but. Um, I was going to say, so you guys are kind of prolific. Last year, releasing a couple of singles, but 
we were all kind of in lockdown. So how did you do the production uh, in 2020? Well, we've been um, recording it. Um, and uh, like we'll have sometimes we'll record it where we record the guitar and bass first, then the drums, and I do the vocals last. But, you know, basically we've, we've just been recording. I mean, no live gigs right now. We can't anyway. So, you know. Was your recording process like, like guitar and bass go in and and do their tracking and and then maybe Eric comes in in a different session and lays down drums and things like that. Were you coming in last for vocals? Yeah, usually I do the vocals last. The music that you put out last year, which I know a lot about, but but our listeners, uh, we'd like to definitely introduce them to your music. I know your the stuff that you have out there right now is available on all major streaming platforms and out on YouTube. Could you tell us a a bit about the songs that you uh, released in 2020 and also here in 2021? Yeah. So um, we got four songs out right now, Broken, Trapped, which we also have an uh, acoustic version of, um, Torn and the Seasons. So, um, and we have actually two more songs now in the process of being mixed. And those songs will complete our first EP, Perception. Nice. Yeah. And what's the name of your EP? Perception. Okay. Do you have a uh, kind of a targeted release date for Perception? No, but um, it'll definitely be out um, probably sometime around May. Okay, fantastic. Nice. Yeah, so right now you've got four songs that are out and available to listen to everywhere. And you've got a couple that are upcoming. So the ones that you've uh, been doing, I know um, I've got a couple of them queued up. The first one is Torn. And I thought maybe we could maybe tell us a a little bit about Torn and how that song came together and some of the process of of actually composing, arranging, and and then finally recording the song. Yeah, the first thing I thought of um, from that song was the chorus. Uh, I just... The melody came to my head one day, so I um, I just started uh, working off of that, and I just built the song from that. And then and later, I wrote the lyrics and put them in. I always write the music first. Oh, do you? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think Matt has a kind of an interest in that approach. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I've done some top lining, and I, I, I'm curious. Do you do when you do that it that way? Do you do a like a, uh, like a vocalization scratch track that you then write the lyrics to? Or do you just listen to the music and kind of fill in the blanks? Well, it depends because um, like, so I'll write my melody line with the music or like if I think of like a guitar riff and then like I want to put um, a melody line over it, like I'll, I'll have to, I'll write my part first, like what I'm going to sing and then I'll put the lyrics in with that and see if they make sense, like if the words mm-hmm. fit with the music yeah yeah cool well why don't we if it's okay with you i'd like to play torn for our listeners and introduce them to your music would that be all right yeah of course okay
Cool stuff. Yeah, so that's Torn. I was wondering if um, if you might want to talk about like the lyrics to the song. And I know, so you came up with the lyrics after the music, which I think that's interesting because it's probably a better approach or an easier approach because I found writing lyrics ahead of time, the <laughs> lyrics get so, you know, to modify them so much to fit the music later that it ends up being completely different. Yeah, it's, than much, what, it's much harder that way, but yeah. that's usually the way I do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Like if I, you know, trying to write them first, then it's like, try, I, it's a lot harder to uh, put them with the music, but sometimes um, I'll actually think of the lyrics when I think of um, the music. So and in that case, like I'm, I'm happy. That's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> right. And how about the lyrics themselves? I mean, how did, how did the song lyrics actually come to you? Is it, do you um, spend time writing poetry or is this um, something that, that just sort of your current mood and, and things you're thinking about or what's your, your lyric writing process? Um, I mean, I like writing poetry, although I don't really do it much. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, I mean, usually when I think of the music, like I already have a mood for the song. So, you know. It depends. Like each song has a, a different meaning. Yeah. So how about your influences, both lyrically and musically? Who inspires you? What do you like to listen to? Well, um, I know well as a singer, um, uh, the people I look up to, um, I'd say my three like idols are Pat Benatar, Bruce Dickinson, and David Draymond. <laughs> Um, And I actually had the opportunity to meet all of them. Really? Yes. And um, when I met David Draymond, it was at a Disturbed meet and greet. And um, at that show, they actually called me and my friend on stage and they had me sing something. (laughs) Nice. That was a surreal moment for me. (laughs) I'll bet. Were you nervous or did you have time to be? Oh, I was nervous, but I was, it was just like, you're on, I'm like on stage now in front of 10,000 people, you know, it's like, I, (laughs) What am I going to do? Yeah. It was How a cool great time, that? though. How about you, Rob? Who's your influences? Wow. <laughs> what a question. Uh, that list is about nine miles long. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding when I say that because... I understand. I mean, my, influence, they, my influences really span all over the place, you know? Uh, mo- like, as a guitar player, the um, I think as a rhythm player, my biggest influences were always, like... I always felt like the best rhythm players were the ones that were dead center with their timing. And I would say I always went with people like, like Dave Mustaine is probably my big one for for rhythm players. Scott Ian is another, I'm mostly, I'm mostly a thrash metal guy. So uh, another one is like, like um, Eric Peterson from Testament is another one Um, Mm -hmm. for leads for leads. um, I've been heavily influenced by Ingve Malmsteen by uh let's see uh uh dave suzuki from vital remains uh also from testament alex skolnick mm-hmm. um i've even take uh, every so often I, I might i might hear a tune that i know a really popular one and i might say to myself oh that actually sounds like this will fit in, in that song why don't i do a little very that and we'll we'll throw that in and see how that works cool and so and so that's sometimes where that come that uh, comes in from that comes in from. But 
I also got to say, uh, uh, I'm one of those people who, you know, have you, have you ever heard of the Desert Island album concept? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think we've actually talked yeah. about this before, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. So, so I'll tell you mine. Mine is the Boston self-titled. All right. Okay. That is like the ultimate. Uh, oh, my gosh. That album is just every single song is a hit. It's unbelievable. And, you know, it, and it, I'd say that's an influence on me in the sense that whatever I put out, I really want to I, I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing musically is 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 a hit, you know, that I really I really want to put put as much as I can into it. I think uh, Tom Scholz has had uh, influence on quite a few guitar players, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Myself included. I kind of like where this is going. Um, hey, Eric, you want to tell us about your drum influences? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place, honestly. Uh, my biggest influences started back when I was in, like, third grade. Um my dad was a drummer uh, when he was younger. He still is, but he hasn't played in quite some time, but he's playing like wedding bands and all that good stuff. Um, so I think I just always had like a love for it. Um, I mean, I've played pretty much every instrument you can imagine, and I was good at none of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I always gravitated towards drumming. Uh, but I just remember uh, when I was really little, uh, my favorite band was Green Day when I was in third grade, and nice. I still love them. Uh, but I started off in my parents' basement, uh, just playing along on a drum pad and the couch, uh, before cool. I actually got a drum set to, uh, Green Day's Bullet in a Bible DVD. Um, just watching Trey Cool play live and just trying to emulate his goofy yet like solid in the pocket playing. Um, and then from there it kind of just grew and I started really, really liking different types of metal, um. I fell in love with like Megadeth, uh, mm -hmm. the whole big four. Um, mm -hmm. But then I started gravitating more towards like metalcore uh, bands like the Devil Wears Prada in their early days. Oh, yeah. um, and now uh, my genre or my favorite genres now, uh, I listen to a lot of like pop punk, technical metal, um, a lot of easy core. I'd say that probably my favorite bands right now are like Four Year Strong, State Champs, The Wonder Years. Um, Seaway. I really like bands like Dance Gavin Dance, Born of Osiris, August Burns Red. Um, yeah, yeah. So I usually listen to a lot of bands like that. Um, before I go into studio sessions, I try to listen to a lot of like Three Days Grace and Bullet for My Valentine, though. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like their styles are just kind of not really similar to what we're doing, um, but it gives me, for whatever reason, it gives me the right inspiration of okay, here's where you can pop off with fills and here's where you can stay in the pocket, but put like different little spins on everything so it doesn't get repetitive and boring. Um, but in my free time, honestly, I'm usually on YouTube, uh, just watching different drummers, picking up on their techniques and uh, just listening to like live shows of them. Like I can't get enough of it. Um, if I had to pick favorites, I'd say Luke Holland is definitely my biggest influence and my favorite drummer of all time. Um, I mean, the way that that man can play a drum set is just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I just, I don't understand how he can write the way he does and make it sound so consistently incredible. Um, I really like him. I really like Josh Manuel from Issues, uh, Jake Mizuko from Four Year Strong, uh, Matthew Greiner from August Burns Red, uh, Adam Gray from I Wish They Were Still a Band, but Texas in July. Uh, always secretly hoping for a reunion from them. 
Um, but a lot of like metal drummers, metal core drummers, um, and then a few uh, like those pop punk bands I mentioned earlier, uh, Knuckle Puck too. Just listening to those bands too, because like I said, uh, sometimes I can kind of like go a little too nuts and I have to remember to stay in the pocket uh, rather than just trying to put fills everywhere and be weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's a, that's a great list. And I love that tip of, of listening to a, a particular couple of bands or particular style to bring a certain energy into the studio uh, before your session. That's a, that's a good tip. Thank you. You know, I, I do that before I go into my sessions in my studio for production and listen to things in the same genre. It, it sets your ears, it sets your mentality. You know, mm-hmm. it gets you in that groove for whatever the genre is that you're getting ready to to move into, at least for me. But yeah, I think that's a great Absolutely. tip too. And Quinn. Thank you. Let's hear from you, man. Yeah, so hands down, I, I can't even wait. That's it. I've, I've <laughs> always been a Rush fan. If there's anything that's been constant in my life, so I've, I've always listened to Rush, you know, gone through other musical phases. But yeah, I, I always try to chase that bass tone. Um, I've been very fortunate to see Rush five times. Met Getty Lee before. It's a cool experience. Nice. Um, honorable mention, probably Chris Squire. Uh, I do. I do own a Rickenbacker bass. You know, it's it's a cool it's a cool thing to play. I do like that bass, but I'd say the Getty Lee jazz bass I have is it's just a perfect all around tone. I do like that bass. Cool. Yeah, I got to. But I saw Rush. Uh, Eric Johnson opened up for them. I think that must have been around ninety two, somewhere in that neighborhood, Whoa. maybe earlier. That must have been that must have been quite a show. <laughs> oh it, yeah, Eric Johnson was louder than Rush. I mean, it was actually painful. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I I did peek at your guys's uh, artist playlist. You guys on Spotify have your own individual playlist of of favorite stuff you listen to and influences, and so much of that is. Is like right in my favorite wheelhouse, Maiden and Priest and Megadeth mm-hmm. and Disturbed and Testament. Yeah, some of those guys are local to me. I see some of those guys around town and other people's shows. It's kind of funny. That's so cool. Yeah, Iron Maiden's my favorite <laughs> band. Um, oh, one yeah, of the best live shows. I saw them yeah. somewhere in time tour. Nice. That's nice. I, I saw them three times, but yeah. Bruce Dickens, he's amazing i mean and on the stage and off the stage he's a a great human being you know yeah like i said i i met him um i actually met him at a book signing and um he was really nice he's a really nice person he seems like yeah i think from everything that i've i haven't met him but in the interviews and things like that he just seems humble and nice you know he's definitely you wouldn't think of his character if you met him on the street versus what you'd get from on the stage and the energy that he has yeah. there, you know? <laughs> right. It's true. But uh, yeah, he's, he's one of my favorites as well. So we've got timeless talent. Yeah. So we've got a couple of songs you were telling me that you just mentioned earlier that you're getting ready to, uh, that you're currently working on and those are going to become part of the EPS. Could you tell us a bit about that upcoming music? Yeah. Um, one of the songs is you can't look away this time. That's going to be the next one released. Um, pretty soon, probably mid-April. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Um, I, it's in the mixing process, but like, it, it sounds really good. Like, I wish I could share it. But like, how would you describe the, how would you describe the vibe on that? Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of like our other songs. I mean, but uh, it's got like a, a cool riff in it. 
I like so. Then what's the other one? Lost Within Myself. That song, um, that one's uh, interesting because uh, it's the first one where it's like half and four, four, half and five, four. Oh, really? It's really cool. So cool. I'm excited about that. Me personally, I've been super excited with all the stuff we've done. Um, like I've been really enjoying writing with these guys and pl- uh, playing so far and recording. Uh, these last two songs we did, though, I mean, I I was driving away from the studio at like 10 o'clock and another time midnight. And I was just ready to run through a wall. I was so <laughs> excited and amped with what we had just done. I was like, I can't wait for people to hear this. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. it is. Well, I have another song queued up, The Seasons, which is already released and available out on all major streaming platforms. And I'd like to go ahead and play that as well.
Right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely hear, hear a little priest in that one. Oh, yeah. 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 I have to agree with that. I um, They're a big influence for me um, musically, so it's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> so to, um, we've got to close up here, but I wanted to make sure our listeners know where they can find you. So um, where are you out on social and everywhere? We're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we got YouTube and our music's on Spotify and all streaming platforms. So <laughs> we'll have all those links uh, in our show notes for everybody. Yeah, we will. We'll definitely do that. So thank you very much. We really enjoyed having you with us tonight, listening to your music, getting an idea of uh, where you guys come from and your influences. And uh, we're really excited for your upcoming releases and then finally that EP. So that's really great. Yeah, looking yeah. forward Congratulations to Congratulations on, uh, for on how everything's going for it. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're glad to be here. I just want to say thank you uh, for having us here today. And thank you to everyone who's been listening and sharing our music because we really appre- uh, appreciate all the support. And we're looking forward to sharing new music soon. Yeah, cool. looking forward to hearing it. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for having us. For- thanks so much. Yeah, Rob, Eric, Quinn, thanks so much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Okay, everybody, listeners, thank you for listening, and make sure and check out Dystopica, and uh, the links will be in the show notes. Thank you. Have a great week, everyone. All right, cheers. You too. Enjoy. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating.